Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. Hey everybody, Dr. Sam is here and we are at 127. Wow. So it's great to be here today. We've got a couple of questions. I want to talk about the condition floaters because I'm getting so many questions about that. I want to start off with a question that I received on Instagram. This is from a lady who... Well, here it is. She's 63 years old and she's seeing a pulse in her eye. She's worn glasses since she was in the third grade along with now she's got hypothyroid disease. She's developed a sharp pain behind the left eye years ago and has excessive tearing. She recently noticed that there's a pulse that she sees in the left eye, comes and goes. It doesn't affect her vision. She doesn't smoke or drink alcohol, but she's a transcriber. She spends all day on the computer. She wants some of my uh, thoughts and advice. Well, first of all, the information that I'm going to be sharing is educational only, and it's not a substitute for going to your ophthalmologist or optometrist. That being said, uh, the first thing that comes to me is eye fatigue, eye strain, You know, sitting in front of a computer all day, every day is really damaging. Uh, We've got, first of all, visual confinement because you're sitting in one position staring at one distance. That's like trying to run marathons. And over time, that is just going to stress your eyes out. And this can lead to, you know, lowered circulation, um, oxidation, issues, not getting enough hydration. So this visually related stress on the computer is one aspect. The second aspect, which isn't really being talked about very much, is the blue light. And I've heard some doctors actually say that blue light is a neurotoxin. And as a neurotoxin, it actually is creating damage to the eyes and you need to have some protection in the form of blue blockers, uh, blue blocking filters over the eyes. Uh, that the, There are certain screens out there that you can get that will deflect some of the damaging blue light, but blue light is definitely uh, another reason. Now, we can go a little deeper here, and I always recommend getting a physical exam once a year. You know, go to your doctor, check in, because we have so many blood vessels running in and out of the eyes. My concern is is that we need to check just our overall blood pressure and what's going on just on our heart level, the carotid arteries at 63 years old. You're wanting to make sure circulation-wise there's no possible embolisms or aneurysms or things like that. And I'm not 
suggesting this at all. However, it's really important to check in with your doctor, get some blood work. You know, the, the kind of doctors I like to go to are functional medicine doctors or naturopathic doctors, and they tend to do you know, testing that's a little more valuable, whether it's maybe a 24-hour urine panel uh, for heavy metal toxicity, hair, and, hair mineral analysis, and there are different blood panels that you can do that can give you more information on, you know, what's going on in your systemic health. Now, you mentioned hypothyroidism, and the thyroid is so interrelated to our eye health. Whether you have hypo or hyperthyroidism, there is a, a problem. If you've got a thyroid issue, your eyes may tend to be more dry. Sometimes the eyes can bulge out. This is called exophthalmus. And so checking in again with your doctor around, you know, what is the state of health of your thyroid and how it may be impacting this particular condition. So I hope that's helpful. Thanks so much for the question. All right, I want to move to floaters now. And I, I have done a ton of content on floaters. You can go on my website, type in floaters, and I don't know, I've done hours of video blogs on floaters. But I want to touch in today because with floaters, I want to go a little deeper with this. And it's a very problematic condition and yet, at one level, it's, it can be pretty benign. So let's start with the vitreous. The vitreous, sometimes called the vitreous humor, this is a gel sac, and it's transparent, it's colorless. As I say, it's a gelatinous mass that fills the space between the lens of the eye and the retina. And it is surrounded by a layer of collagen. And this is really critical because collagen is such an important ingredient, not only in our eyes, but in our entire body. Collagen is a common protein, and it's present in many of our tendons, our ligaments, our fascia, and it helps fit our body together. And it's also important for things like our bone structure, the strength of our bones, collagen levels support our cellular health, and as we age, this collagen begins to dry out. And this is exactly what's happening in the vitreous gel. Now, when this starts to occur, the protein begins to solidify and it starts floating in the gel sac. Now, as the vitreous shrinks, which is what happens when there's dehydration in the eye, when there's less circulation, the vitreous can actually pull away from the retina, the macula, this is called posterior vitreal detachment, and it even has a connection on the lens of the eye as well. So if we think about the vitreous made up of mostly collagen, the key is how can you regain your collagen health, not only on an eye level, but also on a systemic level. Because as you know, any condition in the eye is also in the body. And any condition in the body has the potential to affect the eyes. 
So I take a look at things like systemic inflammation, toxicity, stress, dehydration. And this is in the eye tissue. And the dehydration in the eye tissue creates a shrinking of the vitreous. This makes you vulnerable to start developing those bothersome specks, flecks, things that are moving. And they get into the middle of your vision and it's super frustrating. So it's very important to think about collagen health. And I'm going to start on the systemic level. These are some things that you can do to increase your collagen health. The first is aloe vera. Aloe vera is very helpful in boosting collagen production. It's actually used a lot around your skin. And when you get it in a pure form or a supplement, it actually can improve your collagen. Number two, foods rich in vitamin C. You know, vitamin C is critical for the synthesis of something called hyaluronic acid. And hyaluronic acid has been touted to speed up the recovery of joint pain, of collagen issues. So vitamin C, not only is it great for this hyaluronic acid, which boosts collagen production, it's also helpful in the prevention of cataracts. You know, in other episodes, I've talked about the relationship between low vitamin C and the develop a, development of cataracts. So vitamin C in this particular context can help boost hyaluronic acid, which is really helpful for uh, collagen health. Foods that contain vitamin C, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, strawberries are all rich in vitamin C and you need to boost that stuff. Okay, next, number three that helps improve collagen health, ginseng. This has actually been touted as an anti-aging. It, first of all, helps with vascular health. We use it as an ingredient that supports optic nerve health if you have glaucoma. Actually, it's in my eye vitamin because I really am bullish on ginseng. It uh, is helpful in, again, preserving your skin from skin damage, uh, sun damage. And the antioxidants that are released when you take ginseng or, or do ginseng tea uh, helps protect the healthy cells and it gives that, that skin part of this glowing energy that you might see. And it's great for collagen health. All right, next, cilantro. Also known as coriander leaf, this is an herb. We use it in recipes and smoothies and salads. This is also linked to boosting collagen production. It's anti-aging and it helps break down free radicals that may be accumulating in your bloodstream or your skin. And of course we know cilantro is also a fabulous detoxification agent if you're suffering heavy metals. All right, last but not least, I wanna talk about algae. Algae is also excellent as part of 
your collagen boosting solution. Marine plant ingredients have become more popular. I talk about it all the time in my astaxanthin formula, which helps protect the macula against uh, overexposure of UV and blue light. So algae is another ingredient that helps with your elasticity and collagen health. Again, you can take it orally. You can go through my astaxanthin. That would be a way to do it. Uh, but algae is another one you can put on your list. Now, when we get to topical, there are a lot of paths up to the, to the mountaintop. And my patients have told me that the 15% MSM is a valuable agent for improving their vitreous health. And for some people, it really works well. For others, not so much. But certainly MSM is this sulfur-based ingredient that is really powerful as an anti-inflammatory agent, as a detoxification agent, and a collagen-boosting agent. So if you want to do an eye drop, I think the 15% MSM would be worth it. And I would do it somewhere between two to four times a day. You're going to have to ma manage the burning because there will be burning for maybe four to five seconds. So this is where you can titrate the MSM into your eyes, either through the eye massage or the eye bath. And then in the evening, I'd recommend getting some organic hexane-free castor oil and massaging them into the eyelids. I've actually been doing this myself for the last month. And I will say when I wake up in the morning, my eyes feel really wet and moist. So castor oil, if it's in a pure form, you keep it on the outside part of the eye, on the eyelids, by massaging it lightly into the eyelids. So the eyelids are a major lymph area. It's a place where our glands are housed that produce the tears. And it's an area where we can get inflammation. And once we get inflammation, this is where we get dry eye. All right, the two more things I want to say about floaters. The first is, is that one of the treatments that is getting a lot of attention right now, and I'm starting to look at it, is red light therapy. Now, I have not used red light therapy on floaters yet, but in the research, red light therapy has been shown to reduce inflammation, improve energy. It targets something in the cell called mitochondria, which are the, the battery packs of our cell. They produce ATP, and the better the mitochondria are working, the more they get rid of metabolic waste, the healthier the cell is. And I'm looking into red light therapy right now as a possible way. Now, there are red light therapy machines out there, but I'm testing some as it relates to being able to put them around their eyes. You People use red light therapy where they'll stand in front of it or they'll put it on their body. And there's some very positive results with red light therapy. And then the last court of last resort is something called laser therapy now is being used on floaters. And I've had a few patients who've had that done and the results have not been promising. In fact, in two of the cases when patients ended up getting the 
laser for floaters. They ended up with more cloudy vision and more problems afterwards. So I don't think the procedure is proven. I wouldn't do it. Uh, I would rather live with what I have and try these natural methods before result, uh, resorting to a surgical procedure. So if you have more questions, feel free to email me, hello at drsamburn.com. And uh, I want to thank you so much for spending time with me today. And until next time, take good care. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time. Thank you.